Well, yeah, you can go and you can buy two. That's it. I don't know about you, but you know, we have a hunting camp, and that hunting camp didn't always have toilet paper in the outhouse. This was <laughs> old school hunting camp. There is an outhouse. There was a book, and when you got done reading a page, you use the page. Nah, I don't need to paint any weird pictures. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> so, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Right? <laughs> oh, man. There we go. All right. I think we just found the intro for the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of Guardians MH Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joe. Me tonight is none other than the one and only Dr. Goku himself. Hey, everyone. All right. And with us as well is our uh, one and only amazing mod himself, Nate. How's it going? Nate Foo, as he put his name down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, introducing tonight, uh, one of our newest uh, mental health professionals joining us at Guardians MH is uh, Matt. Matt, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Doing thank you for fine. coming on with yeah, us. Absolutely. Thank you and, for inviting me. Yeah. And thank you for, you know, helping us support other people and, you know, being there for people to help guide them to proper resources and uh, just it's really thing, awesome of you, man. It's, it's awesome because video games, mental health, it does combine every so often. So it's good to be a part of this. At the rate we're going, we need all the help that we can get. (laughs) Yes. And if, uh, if you're new, if this is news to you, uh, uh, Guardians MH stands for, you know, Guardians Mental Health. We're a 501c3 mental health nonprofit uh, from New York. Uh, We're focused in the gaming community with uh, promoting mental health awareness and also being a first step with helping individuals uh, gather meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Uh, we utilize things like Discord and various other sources and something like this podcast as another avenue to help promote uh, mental health awareness and kind of break the stigma and normalize talking about mental health because everybody deals with it. So it's, it's one of those things where we created the podcast back uh, three years ago now to be a fusion between mental health topics and gaming. So, uh, and it's a great medium and uh, I could go on all night talking about, you know, the nonprofit and everything. And I like to ramble, but we're not alone tonight with us tonight is an extremely talented individual. And I was so excited to have him come on with us. He's an artist, a content creator, makes some of the awesomest video you've ever seen. (laughs) I love his characters. Uh, He also um, is the, the man myth and legend behind havoc music. And he lends his voice also to some other, uh, destiny, uh, centered focused, uh, content that I'll let him describe, but lost angel of havoc. How you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having awesome. me. Yeah. Thanks for joining thanks us. For it's on. such an honor having you come on. <laughs> oh, sorry. Again, it's an honor to be had, man. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, this is actually like right around an an- your anniversary for creating content. Yeah, so um, I actually can't believe I let the day go by. It's um, Life's been a little bit hectic the last week because I've been trying to get back on point with my schedule of releases because I got sick like a week ago. 
Um, but yeah, this is the literally a year ago today. I put out my first skit. Um, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. One yeah, year anniversary. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's funny cause last, um, I think it was last Thursday. The fifth was the one year anniversary of me doing my first destiny themed song. So, um, it was a very interesting, like, um, week, um, when I thought about it. Um, but, uh, Yeah. So uh, this, I guess this this entire um, between today and uh, the fifth um, was a pretty nice set of anniversaries for me. So nice, awesome. I I tell you, you know, I've enjoyed the first time I saw your character. Uh, it was pro- it was a few had to have been a few months after its conception, but it was when you were at Guardian Con okay. this past year, and you were walking around with your characters mask on and everything and right you were in like everyone's pictures and everything it's like who is this person <laughs> and like that same like weekend i saw a video of you talking and it's like instant follow because i was just <laughs> laughing and you you talk about like uh topics and situations that are coming up uh throughout the destiny community and it's amazing with these skits that you play back and forth between you uh as you know as you <laughs> talking to another person in the room, which is the character who is in a full hunter mask. And it's like, it's like the, the aggressive side of the community, you know, reacting to whatever news or whatever thing happened. And they are the funniest things I have ever seen. And it's just, uh, thank you so much for giving me that, that, oh, of course. that laugh every time. I mean, it boosts my, my, uh, not my self-esteem, but my, it just, the joy that comes from it is just so uplifting. So thank uh, you for that. Thank you. That actually makes me feel really good. Cause that's the, that's always the goal. <laughs> now uh, tell us a little bit more about you. If you know, um, some, in case people aren't aware of who you are in the community. So um, I guess uh, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I wouldn't say I'm uh, I'd say I'm one of the men, myths, legends uh, behind Havoc Music, just because Havoc itself is a is a group of four that I'm part of. Um, and uh, I'm in that with uh, my brothers, uh, Rain, Stack, and Secrets. We all um, met on a Bone Thugs and Harmony forum uh, over 10 years ago. Um, and we just kind of started collaborating over the internet then. And we made an album and then we made another one. And now we're essentially like family. So. Um, so there, there's that. Um, I myself, I've been recording music since I was 16, um, writing and everything. Um, and then uh, I've been making Destiny content, like I said, for about a year. Um, a little bit over that, I, I, I did like a, it wasn't even like a full skit. It was more like a reaction video um, to the uh, Forsaken tra- trailer, right? Um, and um, I did that. And it was just kind of like a one-off. Um, cause I just put it out on YouTube and this is before I really had gotten, gotten really active in Twitter. Um, and then, uh, literally with, uh, making destiny content, I think the first thing I started doing was, wasn't even like, you know, I guess creative related. I, I was just basically, um, I do this thing with, did you know, destiny? Um, they make lore cards that are like, kind of like interesting facts about destiny lore, or sometimes it'll be like a fact about the voice actors or some behind the scenes stuff. Um, but I thought it'd be really cool. Cause if you ever notice, um, some, uh, some, some really cool, small tidbit lore information can actually be found in the armor sets. Like if mm-hmm. you really take like a full mm-hmm. armor set, the flavor text of each set 
um, each set piece kind of tells one sequential story. So once I picked that up, I thought it'd be cool to really kind of like take pictures of the different armor sets and um, put them in a graphic and then take all the flavor text and put it on the same graphic. That way, you know, you would be able to see the armor text and the story it tells with it. Um, and that's when I met uh, Volshock Berserker from Digino Destiny, just kind of posting that on my Facebook page and um, posting them in Destiny groups. And he reached out to me and we had a conversation and um, he had asked if I wanted to make what's your flavor part of Digino Destiny. So um, that's the thing that happened. And um, then I just gradually, the more I got into Destiny, the more appealing it got to just start making content. And um, I did gambit on my mind just because I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> um, and uh, and then I, I, I thought the original song was cool and then it just kind of popped in my head. And then um, literally I released it um, to kind of coincide with the season of the drifter. I can, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, um, and then the next week, that's when we found out about the Vanguard drifter quest. So I thought it'd be really funny to just kind of like have a reaction <laughs> because nobody really <laughs> was a fan of Zavala since, since that infamous, <laughs> like, no, no, when I was <laughs> since that infamous, no, when I was ready to wage a war against uh, the whole dreaming city for Aldrin. So I thought it'd be really funny to kind of have a reaction to that. And then uh, it was, I, I was like, okay, if people react to this one, nice, I'll do another one. And then stuff just kind of kept on coming up. And then before I knew it, I basically was essentially, like you said, I was finding interesting things that were kind of happening in the community. And I, I typically try to look for hot button issues, things that are kind of pissing people off. Cause let's face it, like the, the community kind of has a hair trigger almost, you know, it's, it's very easy to kind of like have people just kind of go off the Richter as far as like how angry or upset they are about any given thing that's happening in the game or whatever, oh, yeah. and it tends to kind of go both ways, you know, and I feel like, you know, <clears throat> outside of the white noise of just yelling and trying to talk over each other, there's always valid points on each side. Um, so I've always tried to, like, kind of make my skits about kind of taking those valid points and then kind of presenting them in the way that, um, yeah, it gets kind of both both base points across, but it's also something that we can kind of laugh at because we all still go to play the game. That's why a lot of my skits end with, like, Come on, yo. We about to go play the game. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's couples therapy. Exactly. It's exactly. Therapy. Oh, exactly. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah. Um so that's that's me in a nutshell. Um I have to, I, I have I've learned to try to like condense that because I can get very, very long winded um going into my origin story. But uh yeah, that's uh pretty much everything. Um just a rapper, writer um singer recording artist content creator nice and you're also doing something with another content creator in the community uh she was actually just on uh i think two episodes ago icicle yeah yes (laughs) yes um i am i am the sound the, the the lead sound engineer um for terminal that is awesome and i'll tell you what i've seen just you all just goofing around like oh, we were waiting for this and we did i don't know how you all are getting these shots like they are freaking gorgeous and uh the sound comes out freaking amazing and yeah i really, really can't f- wait 
yeah no nah, it's really fun mm. to kind of get into mixing and stuff like that because i'm so used to like working with like um vocals in in the music realm and like you know taking a verse and editing it and you know a, a chorus or something um it's very int- it's very different kind of uh doing everything when it comes to like talking lines because they don't really need a lot of like hard mixing like you know your echoes and your reverbs and kind of going into the eq and stuff um, so I don't really ever have to do anything to the regular characters, you know, um, but for um, the ghosts and the exos, that's where it gets kind of fun because I get to kind mm. of experiment with filters and stuff. And um, oh, I yeah, sat down yeah, with, yeah. Um, with uh, we have, uh, I have an assistant on the project and then there's a couple of other um, um, team members of Terminal involved that um, are fairly knowledgeable about music in one way or another um, and, and audio editing um, so we kind of have all all kind of tossed around ideas. Um, I've gotten some really helpful suggestions to help with the filtering for the ghostification, um, as they like to call it. Um, and then uh, trading that info with my team. So like um, we kind of have like a one unison uh, final mix when it comes to like, you know, dividing up who's mixing what scenes and stuff. Awesome. I can't wait until, you know, the full one of the full videos or episodes comes out because oh, yeah. that's going to be so good just seeing the little tidbits. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, thank you again for coming on with us. It's going to be – it's already been a blast, man, but uh, we're going to get <laughs> rolling through. Uh, let's just jump right into it. What's uh, what's everybody been, been playing lately? Havoc, what have you been playing lately? You're just going to ask me that. Like I, I am just going to ask you that. <laughs> uh, no, I've been, playing, like that. I've been mainly playing Destiny. Um, so uh, I'm in a polyamorous relationship. So uh, my girlfriend actually is a really big fan of Overwatch. And um, it's Autumn. She's watching the stream now. Um, so um, besides Destiny, I'll jump on Overwatch with her so we can have like a game night together and everything. And then <laughs> um, my wife just got both of us into Seven Days to Die. And on occasion, um, we haven't done it in a long time, but sometimes me and my wife will jump on Fortnite um, together. But those are the only other things I play outside of Destiny. I just don't have time for anything else. I know. <laughs> I need to know your Overwatch main. Who is it? Um, Ash, actually. Okay. All right. Respectable. I, is that respectable. I like it. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. She's only one like an eighty. Nervous. She's underrated, man. But she's she's good. I'm a it's good once you get to so. know how to use her. It's it's interesting playing Overwatch because um, uh, the control it's so drastically different. And um, mm-hmm. I was telling Autumn the other night because she was getting tickled because I was uh. I was uh, f- I was getting like super competitive. I'm like you, you know, you know how people get in Crucible and stuff, you know. And, and I was getting like that in Overwatch, and she's like, I actually haven't heard this side of you. And I was like, it's because, like my in- my individual contribution means nothing because everything's team based. <laughs> so it's like it's like capturing the point is the team based. So like someone mm-hmm. has to stay alive on the point. It doesn't matter how many people I kill, how many times I kill somebody or something like that. Yeah, like, if you that's point, why you play it, a tank. Over. 100%. It's the only game where the KD ratio does not matter. <laughs> mm. awesome. I haven't played Overwatch in a long time. <laughs> well, actually, we'll, we'll go right over to you, Doc. Uh, what have you been playing? Uh, since the new season of Destiny's been out, I've been playing uh, D2. And right prior to this new season, I was kind of scrambling to finally get my first title. And I kind of squeaked it right in there to the last bit. So I got my nice. savior title. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah, I, I was talking to you while you were doing that. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell you guys right now. He was grinding the hell out of that to get that title before it went away. Like he was putting some hours in. I'm I telling think Monday you. night, I played like eight nightfalls in a row oh, just to, to get the, the oh, last. Because oh I, I just needed the last um, Vanguard emblem. And it was just. Mm. Ugh. <laughs> and as if those one million points as oh if those God. nightfalls aren't punishing enough like in the ordeal like the hard ones now there's grandmaster it's oh, like I've seen the, uh, mm-hmm. the, oh my god i'm not nope. ready for grandmaster it turns like 1060 power and everything i i was convinced to play i think it was goku me and i think it was roderick or dieback actually jumped into it and or no it was you, me, and Dieback, and Rod. You had to go. You had to take off, and Robert oh, yeah, jumped in, yeah, yeah. and he ended up. He works on it, and he's like, "There's got to be a hiding spot somewhere." I mean, it, it was like fish in a barrel. It was the new uh, Shadow Keep uh, uh, Nightfall right? mission, mm. the strike where you're going yeah. up the elevator, where it's just like fish in a barrel. Like it was like almost impossible to survive that, you know, when it was on master level, but we ended up getting through it, but man, it was like two and a half hours. So I'm like, I doing that corners, again. <laughs> Which strike walls. <laughs> it was the one from uh shadow keep. Uh, the oh, new one that dropped with that, where you go up the elevator. Oh my God. Yep. And the, it stops um, and then you kill everything. Like, it goes up. Yeah. Keep. Oh my God. Yep. Nope. That was a nightmare. Not doing that again. And then we tried <laughs> doing like something else, but it was like, it was the, the other one gear? on the moon where the, with the Vex gate. Yeah. Oh, that one. Oh, that was bad too. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, good old destiny stories. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I hear all of you with your, your titles and whatnot and what you had to go through to get them. And I, you know what? I completely understand why I still don't have a title. <laughs> this was my one? Same title. One. Same. This was my first title. And this I just had second. to get this one just because it was the Saint 14 one. Right. It's just the nostalgia of mm. where we started. So, oh, dude, I bought everything Saint Fourteen except the hoodie. Like when all that stuff dropped, I like lost my gourd. Like it was like, <laughs> like dude, I buy, buy, buy. I've I've had this. I I commissioned this from an artist in the community a while ago, and it's just a a Saint Fourteen helm. Oh, and they make a tight. they make that a life size awesome. one. Like that you can wear, and I'm like, yeah. I don't want a life size one. I'm like, I want one that really fit on my desk. I actually don't know if that. Oh wait, the people that made that make a life size one? Yeah, yeah, and they're over in the UK. They're prop masters, and this oh. they make a bigger one. They're like, I'm like, can you make a baseball size one? They're like, it was a, it's a, a a a husband wife team that makes them. They're like, yeah, we could make that. So they they made it for me and. You know, it's that is awesome. It came out perfect. Really I've dope. had it. I've had it for years, and now the the helm bus comes out, and I'm like, oh, I got to get that <laughs> one too now. <laughs> but it sucks because gotta, every time you gotta, get gotta, something, it's a separate like transaction. So it's like seven dollars shipping, seven dollars shipping, eight dollars <laughs> shipping. And it's like, man, they're gonna kill me with just shipping all this stuff. <laughs> but. No, Nate, what have you been playing, man? Uh, I've been, I, I got one day of Destiny in because I was homesick with the kids on Tuesday. Um, mm. And, it, you know, I, I think I just unlocked the EDZ bunker and got my one bitty deposited. And 
I was, you know, I saw, I saw everyone getting savior and it, they said it was, this was probably one of the most manageable ones. So I went, you know what, if they're going to keep on this trend, I should be able to get this one this season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's going to look that way from what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it should be doable. I think a lot of it's just grindy. There's not a lot of things to do. It's just very grindy things to do. So. And, and that's the issue I have. You saw my two yeah. youngins. So yeah. between between those two, I don't get a whole lot of time to hop on without one of them wanting to come in and crawl all over me. Or so I, I get me, I get maybe an hour at the end that. of the night, and if I'm not too tired, I'll hop on. So. I feel that. If you ever see me on during the day, just know I'm not going to hear you because my daughter is in here with me, <laughs> and she gets one of the monitors, and it's got YouTube for kids, and she <laughs> takes the headset. So I haven't gotten a mixer yet where I could like split the audio. So I have (laughs) destiny turned all the way down. So I'm listening to it. I'm playing it completely on mute Mm. so she can listen to whatever kids show she's watching on there. But Blippi, is she watching Blippi yet? I can't play with you guys anyways, because you're all PlayStation and PC. I know, but you know what? Cross saves there. Cross saves. Cross saves. I still need a PS4. I have an Xbox PC. sitting. I have an Xbox still sitting on the floor over there. I never cracked it. Well, I cracked it open just so I could take the controller out of it to play on PC. <laughs> the rest of it's still sitting there, but I'll get to it one of these days. And cross save will save me, and we'll be able to play together. Um, no. Um, How about you, I'm Matt? Sure what have you been playing? Yeah. Um, does Dungeons and Dragons count? Can we, can we count yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. So out, yeah. outside of that, been deep diving into, into D&D, just started DMing my own game, uh, kind of put all my time, energy, and money into, <laughs> into Dungeons & Dragons, man. But uh, other than that, it's D2 and Overwatch, realistically. Those are my games. Fair. Dude, I, I could grab my D&D books out of this cabinet right here. I got a stack of them. Let's from go. when I used to campaign and everything, dude. I got all my character sheets. My kids play with my dice sets like all the time. Like I, I have a special dice set that I got these dice years and years ago that that aren't even in the bag because <laughs> they they're somewhere not there. I'll have to find those. So I also I also have to add because my wife just texted me and she'll be very mad if I don't mention it. We've also been playing Turok together. Um, and realistically what happens is she gets, you know, she starts playing, she gets stuck at one part and then hands me the controller and says, I need you to do this for me. <laughs> and then she probably becomes baby Yoda and you become a <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, because, yes, because then, cause then she'll, she'll reach out her hand and it's like, okay, that's when I give you the controller. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me. Is oh, it Turok sh- 1 or Turok 2? Because I only played Turok 2 like way, way, way back in the day. Like- Turok 1, um, I actually bought it while I was at PAX East. I got uh, limited <laughs> run uh, games was there and I picked up Turok 1 and 2. Um, oh my god for the switch so we've been playing it on the jam, switch man god that's a lot of fun I had so much fun playing the game <laughs> that was the old dinosaur hunting game right yes yeah. it was that, that was the yeah. first 64. game i remember where you actually used a bow and arrow yes. for a weapon god. and dude I, mean, I fell in love with that you know what i loved about that with the bow and arrow and everything like that because i think it was also the first game where like it actually had remaining damage so like you could literally shoot something with the bow and arrow and it would stay in them yes so you could just like <laughs> punk, you could literally like just 
just shoot a whole dinosaur like full of bows and arrows and they're just like (laughs) writhing on the ground and stuff like that i'm like die die (laughs) (laughs) it was also i don't know the uh, for me it was the first game where that that's where you can change the blood from red to green and back Mm -hmm. and forth that was the first thing that i remembered out of that game unfortunately (laughs) i also like that um this is going to be really morbid i'm really sorry like um He got a headshot with the bow and arrow specifically. It wouldn't be like implosion damage, like the head wouldn't just like pop off. It would just be a clean shot, just just headshot, and the thing would just fall over, and it just be still be there. I'm like, like one of them goofy hats. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love it. But yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, I actually have been playing. I jumped in. I had to try the new season. Like I. Mm. So Tuesday, foaming at the mouth. I was. I I stayed up Tuesday night and dragged my butt into work Wednesday, stupid early. Like just, it was a two energy drink day. Um, but also, I've been playing this really neat game. Uh, I met some uh, awesome individuals at PAX East, and I picked up some great games. And one of the games I've been playing uh, is from ask an enemy studios they're from texas it's a one-man dev team um they actually had some of their discord mods at pax he's helping with the booth and uh it's like an ode to old school like arcade games like galica like or like uh oh god what was the uh old arcade game where you shot all the ships coming uh space invaders mm. it's very similar to that now it's called uh, a dual hand disaster uh, track her so it's tracker just her at the end now it's a split screen this is for the most like developed brains in the world to handle this game but it's so like satisfying one side of the screen is the old school uh like shooting up uh what did i say the game was just a second space, ago. Invaders. space invaders space invaders you're shooting up you're invincible you can't take damage so you can sit there and like hold an enemy like with your ship and shoot up at them. On the other side of the screen, you're controlling that side too. You have another ship that's searching the grounds for upgrades for the other side. And you feed armor and weaponry from this side to that side. So you find the upgrades, download them, you dodge fireballs and other ships and stuff on this side while you're keeping all the other enemies at bay. It's like it takes full focus and it's got the most awesome soundtrack ever so i've been playing that and it's wicked cool uh diving into that so it was really neat uh you can get that on steam and uh switch it's like five bucks so it's stupid cheap actually we're going to be giving doing some giveaways uh actually for them uh one of their slogans is uh arcade is not dead so and it kind of like ties into yeah, mm-hmm. it ties into like something that we're developing for like live events for doing like uh, more live events for like social interactions, like getting people out of the house and going mm. to gamer centered areas like arcades. Mm. Bring, arcades aren't dead. Bringing people out of their houses, going there, and also giving them mental health resources while they're there as well. You know, that's one thing I noticed about Guardian Con. Like, um, it's interesting being around like a whole bunch of other gamers and stuff like that because you always right. like, I feel like I feel like just at conventions in general and stuff like that because I feel like everybody is always like worried about like normal day to day life you know coming out of their shell and like really kind of revealing like oh my god I'm like such a nerd you know what I'm saying I feel like everybody <laughs> kind of has that like sweltering anxiety and stuff like that but then you get to a convention and it's all like minded individuals and you still feel it and stuff like that 
but then someone like will be geeking out about the same type of stuff that you know you geek out about. Like mm-hmm. I met my friend Brutal um, at Cole's booth last year, and literally we just sat there for like 15, 20 minutes talking about our Destiny OCs and backstories and all that stuff or whatever. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> you can nerd out together. <laughs> yes, it's great. Start telling me about his Titan and his Warlock and everything. It was awesome. Yeah, that 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 is like the fun part where yeah. you start – mingling with everybody and it's like at work i can go to work i can't talk to anybody about what mm-hmm. you know what my, i'm truly passionate about like mm. with destiny and gaming and stuff and when that opportunity arises it's just like Bleh. you know i just <laughs> get it all out i get it all out and uh going to events like that like guardian con or like pax where you're surrounded yeah. by people in your culture it's just like <gasps> This is great. It's such an <laughs> it's such an amazing feeling. I've been go- yeah. I've I've gone to PAX like the past seven years now. At this point, every time I walk into the convention center, it's like I'm home. That's it. I'm here. Basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you go, did you go to PAX this year? Yeah, I was at PAX East. Yeah. Okay. Did I you think- go to the diversity lounge? I didn't. Unfortunately, I was stuck on lines. I was yeah. <laughs> I tried to do as many games as I possibly could. Oh, it was hard. If you went on a sat on Saturday, I was there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and was still not able to play Animal Cross. Uh, Animal Crossing it was awful. Damn, you know I was you so upset. Done? I could have came just, to the diversity lounge. You could have met, met me like I know, uh, like the night before, and I would have slipped you an exhibitor pass. You could have got in early and beat uh, the lines and stood right there with them and played it before everybody else. My pass. You're one of our yeah. You're one of the team members, so you would have definitely we. I would have definitely you know brought you in, so you would have been able to play. It was really cool, like chatting with everybody too. What I'm hearing is uh, next year you got me right. <laughs> next year, yeah, yeah. put that in there now. Yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> dude. I'll tell you, I it was so draining for Pax, but one of the most adorable things actually happened at the Animal Crossing booth. And if hmm. if you're not, if nobody saw it, um, the Animal Crossing booth at Pax East this year was a life size set of animal crossing full tent. They had a lighting that made the water effects and sound effects and everything. Like it was actual water. Like you were on a beach, like a waterfall and a Creek and everything. And they had a door, like a giant door, like the trees. I'm six foot two. The trees were my height. They had probably about 30 people working Saturday night. I got done working the booth and I was just walking the floor. There was nobody allowed down there except exhibitors. I'm just walking. Cause I stood at the booth for hours and I get to the Animal Crossing booth right in front of it. And I'm just doing laps around, just walking. And there was a couple standing there uh, heading out. And they were talking to somebody. And their two-year-old toddler girl with a pacifier, curly golden locks and everything, just the most adorable little girl, goes underneath the ropes and starts heading to one of the employees of the Nintendo booth working the Animal Crossing dressed as one of the characters, the bear character. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Starts walking up, and the, the people at the booth were like, oh, don't, don't, don't stop her. Don't stop her. And they invited the parents over. Like, they opened the ropes for them because they went to grab her, and they're like, no, 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 no. And there was 40 people standing there, and she just do, 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 right up and just with her pacifier looked up at the stuffed bear or the big bear and gave him a hug on the leg. Everyone's heart melted all at the same time. You just heard the biggest, (laughs) 
<laughs> people were That's tearing great. up. Like even I was getting the vapors. Like that is the most adorable oh, thing I've ever God. seen. That was just precious. And they gave them so much free stuff. They're like, just here, take all of this. Take, <laughs> take the booth. Take the trees. Take the booth. <laughs> you know, take everything. Here's all the promotional like, materials for the everything. Take and, it all. Yeah, they they let her. You know, they grabbed her and they they went off. But that made my night. And that's one of those moments that from like Pax East that was stick with me because that was just such a special moment right there. But no, uh, it was really cool. Did you get the? Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. We Got can to. sit here and talk about that. But <laughs> uh, how about we dive into our uh, mental health topic for this episode? Sure. Uh, yeah. So tonight you had mentioned that you wanted us to discuss about depression. So depression is something we've kind of touched on, but it's mm-hmm. something that's so important to kind of always come back on because it's one of the main things uh, that comes up a lot for a lot of people. So yeah, almost everyone yeah. is going to feel sad or depressed. Feeling depressed doesn't mean that you suffer from depression. There are two completely different things. Clinical depression is confirmed by having at least five symptoms for at least two months. And these symptoms can include sadness, loss of interest in the usual activities you like to do, changes in appetite, changes in sleep, changes in sexual desire, difficulties in concentration, a decrease in activities or social withdrawal, increased self-criticism or reproach, uh, and thoughts of or actual plans that are related to suicide. Clinical depression can vary in severity and the extremes that it can come, but it's something that a lot of people kind of brush off just because they've had so many bad experiences that people just say, oh, just get over it or just stop being so sad. Depression or major depression is more intense, it lasts longer, and it significantly interferes with people's day-to-day function. Approximately 1% of men and 2% of, of women are clinically depressed at any point in their life. And about 5% to 10% will experience clinical depression at some point of their life. Women are about twice as uh, at risk as men to develop clinical uh, depression. And it's clinically um, consistent across countries around the world. Mm. When it comes to depression, one of the things I talk to a lot of my clients about is the lethargy cycle of depression, something that happens with a lot of clients because you get stuck in what's called a negative feedback loop. Mm-hmm. So when you feel depressed, you have a loss of energy, you have fatigue, loss of interest and motivation, decrease in metabolism, heart rate, physiology, and a whole whack of other different things. This leads to a decrease in the activities that led to pleasure, mastery, and accomplishment. You start neglecting your responsibilities, and uh, there's a decrease in inertia, which leads to feelings of worthlessness, incompetence, hopelessness, and guilt, which leads to more feelings of depression and increases everything else, and you fall into that loop. One thing is we need to break 
that cycle. So we need to start doing more, even though your body's saying no, to stay indoors, to stay in bed. We need to start doing activities, needs to start going outside, need to start doing things that make you feel good, that make you feel accomplished. And this can be in a variety of ways. Uh, on the stream uh, that we had over the weekend with um, Bill the Conqueror, I had talked about uh, the gamification where doing things in a certain way. And Joe, you had, uh, shared this video with me about Animal Crossing and yep. uh, someone's depression where he used Animal Crossing to help him deal with depression, which is true that you can build small goals for yourselves, uh, build things that make you feel accomplished, that make you get out of bed, go outside, uh, interact with people, or even if it's interacting with a game, it's getting something moving rather than being inert. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people are very hesitant about taking medication. Uh, yeah. Medication won't change who you are. <clears throat> it won't alter your personality. It won't make you a zombie. It's not adding anything to your mind. It's leveling the playing field. Your brain just functions a little differently than some other people, uh, some other what's called neurotypical do and that's okay some people actually carry like like taking medicine like with you you know with your psychiatrist you know uh, psychologist or whatnot or your you know mental mm -hmm. health professional it carries its own stigma like i don't want to mm -hmm. take medicine for yeah. for anything that's bothering me you know uh, is there it makes people freak out like is there really something wrong with it? no no absolutely not no you know yeah. medicine is a tool and you, you know, you might not even need it really, you know, you got to try, you know? I mean, I also just discovered recently that um, how important it is that even if you're, you know, you're following the right steps and, you know, doing everything you need to, to be in control and stuff like that. You also not kind of, there's need to know information that you need to have about the medicines that you're taking because it can, it can create other issues that, that you might recognize as issues, but not really know where it's coming from. Um, uh, um, I just, someone very close to me, um, just kind of told me that, um, they have been having problems sleeping for a very long time. Um, and, uh, and, uh, they just realized through talking, um, just kind of casually talking to, um, their, um, to the pharmacy where they get their medicine from that basically, um, the side effects of Prozac, which is a medicine they take and stuff mm. is, um, insomnia. Um, mm. and so mm. they don't recommend that you take it at night. And that's when this person takes her medicine. So, um, she's Just like, oh, okay, well, when be... she takes the medication is going to change. Exactly. Things. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. Cause you know, they have been telling me that, like, I don't know why, but like, I, I can't sleep. And this has been going on for a good little while now, like probably over a year. Um, and we just now found that out, like literally like a day ago. No. Two but that just shows how it's important to yeah. speak out, Absolutely. talk to your medical or mental health professional mm -hmm. yeah, about absolutely. what's going on. Um, I want to throw this over to our, our new mental health professional, Matt. What's your experience with dealing with clients with depression? I think one of the biggest things is the main question I get uh, with most of my clients is why? Why am I depressed? Why is this happening? Um, and a large, 
as far as like talk therapy goes, maybe we will talk about it and kind of pinpoint moments in life where things weren't always the greatest. But then talking to some, I kind of say exactly what you said. There's, there's a chemical imbalance here, bringing it back to science a little bit um, and telling them like, no, actually you're, you're not, you're not messed up. You're not anything like that. There's a chemical imbalance here that we have to treat, be it, on a medical side, be it on a continued talk therapy side, there's something that we have to physically treat here, comparing it a lot to physical symptoms, almost physical uh, illnesses. And that's worked a lot with uh, clients that I've seen of all ages, but surprisingly enough where I am, teenagers seem to get that, you know, once you Mm -hmm. break it down um, on a scientific level, sometimes it, it actually does help. And especially in language that, you can understand. Um, but I definitely think finding the right um, mental health professional, finding the right psychiatrist who will actually sit and take the time to explain, like, listen, this is why I think you should take a Prozac or a Zoloft. And really going through the list of, of side effects to, to really say, like, these, this could happen, but not all of them have to happen to you. It depends. We have to find the right one. And I think that also helps taking out the stigma of it as well, too, mm. making it a tad bit more normal. Absolutely. And I think um, I think also another thing that I think is good now um, that there's a there's a lot more open conversation specifically with men and depression, mm-hmm. um, just because there's there's so much kind of there's so much expectation for men to kind of gr- kind of grin and bear it. You know, what I mean, Um you know, even sometimes just conversations with my dad about like altercations I have with my sister, not necessarily depression related and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He'll always be like, well, you know, you, you know, your sister's a, a woman. So like she's more emotional and stuff like that. I'm sitting here and old men can be just as emotional. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. sitting here like looking at him like, OK, because it'll be like about an altercation she and I had. Um, but, you know, it's just but um you know, like I'm, I'm glad that that's a much more open conversation now because I do feel like men are starting to be a little bit more comfortable talking about their feelings and, um, you know, being open, you know, for me, that vent has always been my music. Um, but, uh, one of the big things that kind of has made me kind of dive headfirst more into my creativity is the fact that I realized at some point, um, not even not necessarily last year, but the year before that, I realized like I kind of had like a severe drop in my motivation to do anything related to music. Um, mm. But I loved mm. playing Destiny, and I I didn't really realize how much of a problem it was until like you know we had kind of just gone through the ringer life wise, and I'd gotten all this new equipment. Um, I didn't feel like using any of it. Um, I uh, I love making music, don't get me wrong and stuff, but I I didn't realize at the time, but um, you know, once I kind of took a step back and look at everything or whatever, I had focused so much on making it a career and, you know, it just kind of became a job. And then I just, I just gradually was kind of falling out of love with it. I just didn't enjoy doing it anymore. So um, I've leaned more so into just doing things that make me happy. And I literally told mm-hmm. my wife, I was like, if it takes me forever to make an album or if, if, if the move is to make destiny stuff now for the foreseeable future, then that's kind of just what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've got my muse back. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, I really do think like the, the goal oriented focus, especially when dealing with depression is, is key. Right. Yeah. Um, I use the analogy. I'm a big man. It takes me, 
Uh, I get out of breath very quickly when I'm when I'm walking upstairs. Sure. If I'm going if I'm going downstairs, like I'm all right with it. It's kind of the same thing. We have to fight sometimes when we're in that rut, when we're depressed. We have mm-hmm. to make the conscious effort. If we're constantly waking up at let's say uh, twelve o'clock in the afternoon every day, mm-hmm. set that alarm clock for eleven thirty. Because even right. if you mm-hmm. wake up a half hour early, that's it. You did you you achieved your goal for the day. Yeah. And, I, and like uh, Dr. Goku was saying, like yeah, you you did something, you accomplished something and you keep moving yeah. forward. Yeah. I've had clients and I use this example a lot that if they could get from their bed to their couch in a day, that was a successful day. Yeah. Absolutely. And often people will say, well, that's just what normal people do. I don't care what normal people do. Right. That's their normal. This is your normal right now let's work on this particular event right rather than looking at everything that you need to do to be quote unquote normal which is your everest let's just take the first step and eventually we'll get to the first base camp yeah and then we get to the next one and the next one and eventually we're going to get on top of everest Mm -hmm. absolutely i mean it working with um working with substance abuse for as long as I have. Um, it's corny. You hear it every day, but really it's one day at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is taking it one day at a time. You know, Absolutely. You, it, I tell everybody, okay, when you leave here, if you don't drink, you accomplish something. Or if you don't use, you've accomplished something. Come back yeah. into me, you know, come back tomorrow. Let's talk again and see, see if we can do it the next day. And you start accumulating more and more days. You start to build a solid foundation to just continue to build upwards to. And And just because you didn't succeed on one day doesn't mean it's complete failure. Exactly. Right. I was actually, I was actually just about to say that I think a big part of it is also like making sure that if you do have a bad day or if you feel like you, you wanted to do something, but you couldn't for whatever reason and stuff like that, it's, it's really important not just, to to not take that opportunity to down yourself and instead just turn it around into something like, all right, well, mm-hmm. you know what? I'll just get it done like this. Um, and of course that's all very much easier said than done and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, I feel like sometimes just in general, like it's very easy to just like kind of kick ourselves. You know what I mean? Um, just, you know, people always say like, Oh, well, I'm stupid or uh man, I didn't that get this negative done. self-talk. Like, exactly. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, it can be very detrimental. You know what I mean? Um, it's a lot so, easier to go downstairs. Like you said, a lot <laughs> easier. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I say to a lot of my clients is when you look at a good day or a good year, often people have the tendency to believe that, Oh, I have to have every day needs to be a good year or I have to have so much of a big disproportionate amount of good days compared to a bad day. Right. The delineation is one different day. So in a year, 365 days, you need 183 good days to have a good year, which leads 182 bad days. You can have 182 crap days and still have a good year. And out of those bad days, chances are they weren't that bad. You can still find positive things that have happened during Absolutely. those days. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, back back when I was going through that, it was you know seven days a week. I just didn't <clears throat> didn't have a whole lot of motivation, and it just worked to where it was six, and then five, and then four, and then when I got on the positive side of it, it it made getting those last few days off the books that much easier because it was now more often than not I was having good parts of the week than than bad, and instead of you know you look at it on, on the year scale. I took it as a weak scale. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, for me, it's just, it was about, um, I basically told myself like, all right, well, um, I'm not going to record or work on music or anything like that unless I'm in the mood to. And then I found myself, once I decided that, I found myself much more often getting in the mood to write and stuff like that because I didn't feel like I had to. I didn't feel like I had to come in here and, um, you know, record or write something and stuff like that. Like my life depended on it or, you know, I mean, it was just being able to like, oh, I had this idea. Let me let me go in here and knock this out. And then I could be in the moment with whatever I'm creating. And it come I can I can hear it in, in my stuff. I can see it when I do my skits and everything like that. I can see that. I wanted to do this and I feel like that feeling of wanting to do something, the, the, uh, the, in, the positive energy that comes out of that. And like you said, accomplishing things and stuff, yeah. that's priceless to me. One thing that happens as well is that I see a lot of my clients is sometimes if you're always waiting for the perfect moment to do something, the, the sign, the perfect time, it's never going to come. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of force yourself a little bit to do it. Mm-hmm. And it might take every ounce of energy you have. But once you finally do it and you accomplish it, chances are you're going to feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there are different forms of depression. Now, we're, we're talking about general, you know, generalized depression. Now, what about seasonal depression? Because a lot of people are fine, like you said, to have a good year. But there's a period of the year where they're seasonally depressed. Mm-hmm. Elaborate a little more on that for us. Sure. So seasonal affective disorder uh, generally happens due to one of the, the change in, in weather, the, the lack of vitamin D, uh, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, it will play a part in terms of the higher up you are from the equator, the more at risk you are of developing seasonal depression. Um, It can vary from person to person, but generally it won't be as severe as someone going through a major depressive episode. It can be, but on a a general fashion, it won't. And something that can help uh, is talk therapy is one that's very good. Medication is something that helps very good at uh, taking certain supplements because certain people are more sensitive to the change in seasons. Uh, but light therapy is a very important one as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think too, right. And maybe this might not be the exact um, criteria for seasonal depression, but when we talk about that, the first thing I always think of with my experience is when we talk about the holidays too, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we talk about those who may not have had the greatest Christmas or, uh, may have lost a loved one around Thanksgiving or a specific religious holiday. And around that times, you know, you start to feel a bit more depressed and, uh, you know, the symptoms that, you know, that, you, that you're having tend to come out a little bit more during times, especially when everybody around you is happy. You know, everybody's kind of telling you, you see it on TV. It's kind of almost being forced 
to be happy, but you're not. And it tends to unfortunately make the symptoms a lot worse that you're going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with seasonal affective disorders, it's beyond the winter blues because everyone has the winter blues for people that have winter. Um, It's it's more than just a lack of engagement in typical hobbies or outdoor activities due to weather. It can happen in spring or summer, but that's not as common. Um, When it comes to the symptoms that it's generally similar to what we see with uh, depression. So irritability, can be one uh, more sensitive to interpersonal relationships. Uh, energy levels are usually low. Um, you can feel tired, heavy, lethargic. Um, your sleep schedule doesn't provide adequate rest. Oversleeping is very common. Uh, your appetite can change. You can f- uh, crave foods that are higher in carbs, so in starch and fat. People uh, generally report some weight gain. Uh, you'll be eating kind of those comfort foods. You're going to lose interest in things you used to enjoy. You can be more avoidant, uh, feel more sedentary. Uh, Physical intimacy may appear uninteresting or too demanding. Uh, You're likely to feel stressed, distracted, sad, guilty, hopeless. So very similar to what people will go through uh, with major depression. Right. Now, uh, we do have to move on, but I'd love to uh, touch back. We did, uh, you did touch on it earlier, but uh, what are some ways for people to uh, incorporate some self-care with depression? So one, if you're, you believe you're suffering from depression, go see your medical professional. So your doctor, go talk to a mental health professional. So any therapist, Look at medication. Medication Taking medication for depression is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. We are leveling the playing field. Mm-hmm. Just don't necessarily just look at the medication. Look at therapy as well because it will help you gain the tools to manage it. While medication helps level the playing field, using talk therapy gives you those tools to kind of uh, be above the field. Make sure that you're getting enough rest, that you're not sleeping too much, that you're eating properly, that you have a good diet, that you're drinking uh, enough water, that you're interacting with people on a social aspect, not just online, that you're trying to get regular exercise. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you tend to be sensitive to the winter blues, look for some vitamin D or B12 uh, supplements. Also look at a, a light therapy lamp. They're not too expensive online, mm-hmm. so that can help mm-hmm. for at least an hour a day. So those are all kind of some of the, mm. the tools yeah. that could be very beneficial. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Matt, do you want to add anything? Sure. I mean, just some of the other um, basic coping skills that I love teaching uh, all my clients, the deep breathing. Uh, mm-hmm. you can you can look you can look up um, any YouTube video can help you with a with a little guided meditation um, some quick uh, progressive muscle relaxation as well too um, great things to look up and very very easy very simple to do 
Um, and even for those who are working 12 plus hours can find 10 minutes to just sit and, you know, take a chill break. <laughs> Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. Does anybody else have anything they want to touch on? Oh, we could go on this for yeah. a long time. We <laughs> could go yeah. on every topic. For- <laughs> <laughs> we, we ramble all the time. You know we do. Well, that's one of the things that's been tossed around, too, uh, uh, recently, was re- revitalizing uh, the Let's Talk streams, which are mm-hmm. just that. It's, it's in a roundtable discussion uh, mm-hmm. of just a mental health topic, and we just just openly talk about it for about an hour and usually the conversations are fantastic and they're people love going back onto YouTube and watching them because they're just fantastic conversations. Mm. And we encourage everybody to join the conversation too. And those, Absolutely. you know, you, we, we watch, we scour the Twitch chat and if somebody's in the moment, we'll read it. They're, they're a part of the conversation. So, mm. you know, that's ever coming on. Yeah, I, uh, I have but, a chat right here, so I'm always kind of yeah, peering it's at it. <laughs> literally mm-hmm. right over his shoulder, and it's like right <laughs> out of the corner of my eye here. Yeah, and it's on Nate's phone. You know, it's <laughs> he's like, huh? What? No. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. Sorry, kid. <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, thank you, Doctor Goku, and thank you, Matt, for going over that with us. Uh, that was a great conversation. You touched on it. I know we touched on it before, but uh, this time of year and it, it, it's a, a great topic to, you know, to revisit and uh, have it. Thank you so much for suggesting that. Uh, it's Thank a you. Really... I've, I've just had like a lot of recent um, probably extreme experiences with it, um, with, with uh, people very dear to me recently. So it's been, it's mm. been at the forefront of my mind. <laughs> so when you asked me, I was like, yeah, can we talk about this? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So if you ever have any other questions you, you have down the line or you want to talk more, we're always available. And Absolutely. Dr. Goku loves talking more than me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I had talk for a living. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's, uh, Let's actually turn it over to Nate. Uh, Nate, why don't you bring us into some gaming news? All righty. Let's see what we have here. Um, so, unfortunately, we didn't get to, we didn't get Alan here on the podcast tonight. But uh, yeah, we've got Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC, and people are not thrilled about it. No. You would think those people wouldn't be the PS4 guys that have been playing it forever. <laughs> it's but been it out for what three years. Right. I don't understand. Yeah. Like with the, I, I am so excited for it to come on PC. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I don't understand. Like with the, I don't understand how that's a bad thing. Like that's a weird complaint. That's like that's like a first first world problem. Like <laughs> <laughs> played the game. I've platinum the game. It's coming out on Steam. I'm going to rebuy the game on Steam. Right. Yep. Like, it seems yep. to just be the, the the console war kind of almost coming back up again, where the the exclusivity of of a specific game means that's mine. So for those who have a PS4, like that's my game. How dare you, PC people, have it? You know, it's, that's, it that's tends literally to go that it. way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, but I find that like I find that just slightly problematic and stuff like that, just because I feel like you know we had that like that's been a thing literally since games were made you know what i mean mm. like even if you look it, back, it was like, nintendo versus sega right yeah. you know what i mean and so like you know nintendo had mario sega had sonic like you know what i mean i don't think at this point in gaming like 
I, I feel like it's kind of ridiculous to kind of be like, oh, Horizon Zero Dawn's PlayStation exclusive. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You know, it's mine because I got PS4 gang, you know, you know, and like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> at least they don't have Gears of War two, yet. Two, four, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> or Halo. Right. And I mean, and, and I honestly don't remember this much outrage from when, when Sonic came saying. to Nintendo. Like, right. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't, I just, I generally just don't get it. Like, I feel like literally like game culture in general right now is just so weird to me. Like just the, the issues people have, have and the, the, the level of outrage that it creates. It's getting aggressive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like I know we all have our passions about the games that we love and we play, but these are still video games at the end of the day, man. Like, come on, yo, like, you know, well, the game is a masterpiece. Mm. it's so good and it being on one singular platform yeah it, it sold a whole bunch of ps4s but it's been there for three years exactly other people should be able to experience what that game is right and that's not a bad thing i, th- not I at wish all. more people would i wish more people would kind of think about it like that um, and people like, that you've had it it doesn't take away from your experience to give that experience to other people and, and some people don't have enough money to have all the systems right they, they yeah. need to make the decision i don't <laughs> it, it should be okay same to just say all right this game is exclusive here for a certain amount of time and then it gets ported over so everyone can enjoy that particular game right yeah now some people have never played god of war because they never got on onto playstation oh could you imagine god of war is phenomenal holy moly Mm -hmm. i'd play it all over again i would Uh, too i i actually thought we were starting to grow out of the console war debates with cross save, cross platform, mm-hmm. game starting to right. yeah, starting to jump the borders and you know, mingle Minecraft was the first game. You know, right. I I think there's uh Call of Duty that's doing it now too, but there's yeah, several cross, other cross games. Play on call on COD. Yeah, Rocket so, League. I was just about to say Fortnite. Rocket League. Yeah. Yeah. So why why is this such a, a thing now that it sparked that that aggressive debate again that you know exclusive being having exclusive thank you nate you got it you got me i'm gonna edit that out so i don't sound like a schmuck no uh no but no you actually you, you nailed it but it's just one of those things where i do understand we had this conversation earlier where we talked about this exact thing and nate brought it up too uh was uh, that's the reason why people buy these consoles and stuff is mm-hmm. to get that exclusive title. Uh, Destiny 2, the way that they had that deal with Sony forever, you could only get yeah. a strike and this gear and that gear and pissed off everybody else under yeah, the sun. But mm-hmm. I, I like that for me as a PS4 player. Oh, yeah, I get stuff first. Yeah. I, yeah. But then sold I didn't care if it consoles was more. somewhere else. But now it's to the point where it's like, do they are they really watching that number because they're all concentrating on the next generation consoles you know they're going to have their exclusive games for those consoles coming out but something that's like goku and everybody said already a three-year-old game three-year-old game yeah why not let that studio enjoy reaching a larger audience by letting it go on pc because pc 
is like the center hub of all the other gaming consoles. Like you have the Switch, and you you have the Nintendo people, the PlayStation mm-hmm. people, the Microsoft people, and in the middle is is the PC people. Right. And everybody mm-hmm. converges to the computer. Mm-hmm. Look where we are right now. We're on the we're on the damn computer right now. <laughs> right. But I mean, like realistically, just like, even to try to put it in perspective, like, could you imagine right now? Right. Let's say the whole no exclusive thing with destiny i mean obviously they hit that with shadow keep but like just imagine like you know all the exclusives that we had up until that point right um could you imagine people just like them announcing that and people be like i don't want other people to have cold heart cold heart is mine like you know what i'm saying because that was wasn't that like the no it was borealis yeah can you imagine like people getting pissed about borealis like not being exclusive anymore like like come on you was zen we, got, we, we, we got whisper of the worm zen, yo, like, zen, zen meteor <laughs> it, i don't know if it's is it still no it got ported over to xbox when d2 came out <laughs> right that was a sharp stick in the eye right there where it was like don't worry everybody oh i would have got it playstation stuff is coming to you know Xbox after finally the second after, game after four years, but it'll be after Destiny Two launches. Right, it's just like, like imagine like people getting mad about something as as like minuscule as those like minute exclusive things, like you know, like oh god, like you know, let's gatekeep this one strike activity, like you know, like that's just that's how it's, that's how it seems to me with this whole Horizon Zero Dawn thing. But I don't know, man. It, People, I, I feel like at this point, people just like literally want to find reasons to get upset so they can get more likes and views. Reddit's or growing. Yeah. Because Horizon Zero Dawn, like I mentioned, it is a masterpiece. And playing it on the PS4 Pro is gorgeous. But I can't wait to play on PC. Right. Right. It, it just, it's just one of those things that I think will never make sense. You know, there is no reason to, and especially now as inclusive as games are starting to become, why, why should there be exclusivity in games? Right, exactly. Put it, bring it out, bring it everywhere. I think Last of Us 2 should be on the Xbox One because they get to enjoy a fantastic game, which I'm, I'm hoping it will be, but like, I'm sure it'll be. And also, like, I mean, just from a business standpoint, it makes sense. Like, everybody yeah. wants at that point. You know what I mean? Like... You know, like if and if Sony's the, still going to make a whole boatload right. of money on it, yeah, they're selling right or like you're making profit on the rights of the game, yeah, right. Like realistically, like that means more money is going to the studio that made it, which means more things that can be done to that game or more stuff that can be allocated to the next masterpiece or whatever. Like it's weird, man. Like there's there's so much entitlement and so much like you know it's mine and only mine and you just this this gatekeeperish thought process behind things and it's it's getting old right and one thing is people want to justify the box that they bought right Mm -hmm. mine is better than yours right and if they lose the reasons why that box is better than the others then it it tends to affect their purchase yeah, the one the one thing I hear thrown around in the in this Horizon Zero Dawn argument is the people going, "Well, what if what if you Microsoft guys had Halo ported over?" <laughs> There's a, 
I wouldn't be. It's mad. on PC. It's on PC. Yeah, right. Like, it's, <laughs> but, 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 but it's a Microsoft published game. Horizon Zero Dawn is not a Sony published game. Right, there's a little I bit. I think of a it was. There. I think it, it was published it was. by Sony. I'm, is it yeah. still or? It was. It, it was made by Gorilla, but it was funded and published by Sony. Right, Halo yeah. still is actively funded. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so there's a little difference there. Where I could see where there's the you know, we're, well, we're kind of staying over here, and even then, they made it to PC. <laughs> and I guess they just did the remaster. They did the remaster of CE. Yep. That and yep. oh my, I you know I I love that. People are getting to play this that that, that mm-hmm. didn't get to see what we got to see on 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 Xbox. The box that you own should not dictate what you can play. Right. 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 Yep. Well, we can continue <laughs> oh, yeah, this debate all night. <laughs> oh, oh, perfect stop. Right. I'm going to use this opportunity. Yeah, we're going to put in a pin on that, and we're going to see what develops in this. You know, maybe next episode we'll be bringing this up again, and it's going to be like, well, somebody set a dumpster on fire, so you know, <laughs> see how how it how it you know develops. But uh, what else do we got, Nate? Uh, well, we have uh, with the. Uh, with the spread uh, or the purported spread of uh, COVID-19 getting everywhere, everyone being uh, extremely cautious mm-hmm. um, and we have events getting canceled left and right. Um, one of the more significant ones here being E3. The thing with this is you've got a lot of people that, you know, like E3 has been falling out of favor with a lot of people recently and, and it's been they were just, Right, they were just wondering yeah. what what was going to be the thing that finally killed it, and coronavirus. Getting, right, well, yeah, it's not 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 <laughs> really the coronavirus, but it's it's the fact that it's closing and no one really cares. And they, you know, yeah. the the people that were going are just like, oh well, we don't go there this year, and they're looking going, well, we saved the money, and it's not affecting our bottom line. Yeah. Are we going to need to go back next year? Here's the thing: well, Sony had already pulled out. Yeah. Right. right. But here's the thing about E3, and it's not just E3. It's all these other conventions, too. Uh, you know, uh, even GCX, if mm-hmm. that doesn't happen. E3 produces so much more content that it's not just there at the live show. You're talking about uh, podcasts, uh, media coverage, uh, content creation, uh, networking like there is so much more to these events than just getting free shit and testing video games you know there's right. it's coverage the coverage of these events and everything and when the event doesn't happen that's x amount of hundreds of thousands of hours of content that's not going to be created on it you know, or during it covering, you know, this new game that's coming out, you know, they got to test this game. This is what they talked to and da, 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 news, you know, just coverage and mm-hmm. content that it's just not going to come out now. So it, it's really sad that, that it's not going to go through, but it's totally understandable. Yeah. And I you, have the, you have these people that are like, well, you know, studios aren't even showing up. They're holding their own events that are off site. Mm-hmm. When are they holding them? When the crowd is there nearby right they're not like oh hey e3 is over here i'm gonna be in poughkeepsie and i'm gonna hold my <laughs> convention right there microsoft holds theirs across the street in their studio and all these other pop-ups at other venues right nearby that you know you get the foot right yeah, yeah 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 mm. 
Yep. Except for uh, the big, there's like two big PlayStation events. There's one in the UK, and then there's one in the US. Oof. Yeah, play, PlayStation does it right. Just saying. You know. <laughs> sorry, Xbox. No. Um, That's it. We're reigniting hey, the console no, war right sorry. now. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, no. Edit. No. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh no, you're absolutely right. And uh it, it GC uh uh GDC that got canceled before E3 was announced. So while we were still at PAX, uh that Sunday GDC got canceled. So mm-hmm. that's a uh game developer conference that is or convention that's not gonna happen. That's usually really big. Uh, for especially smaller studios for finding a publisher in like a one place, everybody comes and converges. That's a big deal. And then now E3, that's one more, you know, checked off the list and we'll see what happens in May, May 1st. Uh, the individuals and teams at uh, Rare Drop who put together, developed the Guardian Con that is now the Gaming Community Expo, May 1st, are going to make the decision if there's even going to be a live event or if it's mm-hmm. just going to be purely online this year. Yeah. So uh, uh, we're talking Ruby, uh, Pixelated Traveler, and uh, TC Illustrates and myself are all talking about a booth down there for this year. And we're pumping the brakes until we hear anything on May 1st, you know? Right. I think I've heard stuff as far out as PAX West is being looked at right now. Mm -hmm. PAX West. Yeah. Uh, talking to a few people because we're tied in with PAX conventions. Uh, we will be at PAX unplugged. Um, but PAX West. Yeah. That's even, even an Emerald city is possibly being canceled and it's devastating with this, uh, this big, uh, pandemic. It's yeah. going around. Uh, states are now banning uh, larger events than 500. New York State, no 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 events over 500 people. Uh, up in where uh, Dr. Goku is, uh, 125 people, 150 mm-hmm. people gatherings. Yeah. It's March getting spooky. Madness, NF, uh, uh, NBA, yep. NHL, and basically. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Back. Can you imagine like a March Madness? I I'm not a big basketball you know fan, but March Madness. I'm watching a game that's got nobody in the stands. Yeah, that's that's gonna be creepy. At least they're keeping the games on. You know, all the right. other the other three just said, "No, we're done with the season for now." Yep. Yeah, it's uh, and think of uh, how that's gonna affect things economically. I mean, those are they all generate you know funds one way or another with these you know live events going on. You know, concessions for the venues and merchandise and you know viewers and oh, this whole gonna happen. Yeah, that's yeah. Gonna, I mean, it's, these, yeah. these are these are people that don't have the luxury like like my job i don't have the luxury of working from home right Same. no i feel you i yeah. i can only do that very seldomly yeah i i'm actually waiting for my company they send an email and it's just like oh shouldn't have sent that you know because <laughs> it's like one of those emails like if it hits our area we can take a voluntary like 14 day leave of absence, paid mm. leave of absence. And it's like, yeah, I have like, I have like, um, I think like two weeks worth of uh, sick days mm. um, just in case, um, just in case. I mean, I'll, I'm a leasing consultant at work. So, I mean, we kind of, you know, we kind of, you know, right now, like industry wise and stuff like that, we're not too affected yet and stuff. But we were even talking today at work, like, you know, 
um, how do we manage, you know, tours and stuff like that, um, yeah. you know, with the safety in mind. And the craziest yeah. thing happened, we actually had um, a resident going to come in, come in, physically come into the office on Tuesday. I found this out today, but they physically went into the, our leasing office on Tuesday to disclose to my assistant property manager that they actually work with someone who had guy diagnosed with the coronavirus. And I was like, then why would you, why would you not send that in an email? Why would you come in person? <laughs> well, it, and, and this is why everyone, you know, that the, the, the choice has been taken from us because we were given the option to not do these things. And we went, meh. So now the powers that be is that, you know what, that's it. You, 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 you didn't make the right choice. We're just going to cut off the access. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can say working, working in a hospital, it's been uh, every hour on the hour, there have been several meetings and discussions about mm-hmm. what's going on. What are we thinking? Um, are non-essential employees, should we send them home? Should we not send them home? It's become a huge, um, it's become a huge concern, but yeah, yeah. the econ- the economic kind of backfire on this, especially when you know, in keeping with the topic about the gaming industry, this is going to hurt a lot of people. Maybe not publishers, but I think content creators will kind of see a little backlash because yeah, a lot of people depended on E three to hype up views to get uh, an yeah. increased sort of traffic. You know, I yeah, remember last year it was I mean, it was amazing. Yeah, not mm-hmm. either way you slice it. Like, I mean the. Game companies in general, I think, will be fine because there's always going to be those promo materials like trailers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could do Vidox or stuff like that. That's what developers and companies can do and stuff like that. But like you said, on the on the content creation and stuff like that, that has a trickle-down effect as well and stuff because not only does it kind of affect the creators of that content, that's also what informs who wants to buy it because it's right. kind of removing the, the testing element out, out, out of it by like actual players versus like a company kind of testing for like the technical stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. So yeah. And, 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 and the developers can work from home. So they're, they're exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I love the, the one thing going around is like, Oh, I get quarantined for two weeks. Uh, you know, my views are going to go up because everyone's going to be watching me on stream. And uh, <laughs> I, I hate to inform you. <laughs> If, if I'm at home and have nothing to do, I'm playing the game, not watching the game. Right. I watch streams when I can't play the game. Right, right. right. Don't worry. Not- we'll get you a second monitor. Then you'll change that. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I have my laptop usually for... Uh, <laughs> See? It's just hard. like... <laughs> it's just like, oh, uh, what's if someone, if someone I'll watch... Oh, it'll be on. on. I'll, just, I'll, not, I'll yeah. just uh pull it up, you know. Got to support, got to support the homies when you can, you know, <laughs> you know what I, 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 I'm notorious for saying this. If you want to find me and I'm on Twitch, I'm usually in young con stream lurking <laughs> usually like daily or nightly. If I'm working on something in the office, young cons on my, on my Twitch, I'm watching him. Like he's just, it's like the chillest as- atmosphere ever. And I love it when people come in because he's got the, you know, the uh, William Shatner. Con! <laughs> and it's just, I, I just freaking love it every time it comes up. So, but no, so we'll, 
we'll see what what develops here with the uh the coronavirus yeah. uh uh if you need toilet paper i suggest shop on amazon uh <laughs> get ready for some price gouging people uh-huh. go and buy crack on a on a corner your people are going to be going for you know Dude, charmin crazy stuff man i saw a pace on I saw a post on Facebook today where this person was like, yo, I got like 152 packs of Clorox wipes. I'm selling them for 15 a pack. I'm like, Jeez. yo, Christ, man. Wow, people will buy it. <laughs> Come in and deal at 750. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere, almost every store here is kind of sold out of everything in terms of like toilet paper and uh, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Yep. Like a six pack. Uh, six roll uh, shoes of toilet paper was like fifteen bucks. Jeez. Just because they can mark it up and people out. will buy it, and people will buy it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're we've gotten down to rationing here. Well, yeah, you can go and you can buy two. That's it. I don't know about you, but you know, we have a hunting camp, and that hunting camp didn't always have toilet paper in the outhouse. <laughs> this was old school hunting camp. There is an outhouse. There was a book. And when you got right. done reading a page, you use the page. Nah, I don't need to paint any weird pictures. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! There we go. All right. I think we just found the intro for the podcast. Oh no! Uh, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, you got to. You got the intro could be like it was the best of times. It was the worst of time, and then the sound of it. Was- <laughs> yes! 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 <laughs> Perfect. All right, I'll oh, write so that hilarious. down. <laughs> oh, Nate, what else you got for gaming news? Uh, just uh, how's everyone enjoying season of the worthy? Man, um, I like the public event, the new one. Yeah, it's I think that's pretty fun. fun. I love listening. Yeah people like yell about <laughs> throw the little ball at the big ball <laughs> but the big ball move that's what you're trying to do now let me ask uh, when, when the uh the new exotics that was highlighted in the trailer and everything like that is the tommy gun oh my God. yeah tommy's matchbook tommy's matchbook now was that a seasonal drop like from if you had the seasons pass yeah, yeah it was your first it's, it's a season okay. exotic dude yeah I so got that. It it's a fun gun. Rank one for season pass and thirty-five if you're you don't have the season track. pass. Yeah. It's a fun gun, but while I was doing that public event, I got the best Titan exotic ever that trumps Peregrine Greaves. And oh, it's oh, it's a new hut. What's that? That's, that's blasphemy. Comes. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh oh gosh, I can't. Is it the uh, is it the new it. arms? The Sistin arms, Titan, the Titan arms, where you can shoot through the uh, the barrier. Yes, oh, yes, man. I got that. I dude. want those. It, it's dude. I was throwing everybody off because I kept throwing the shield up, and my shield comes back in like about ten seconds. So Sweet. I kept throwing a shield, and it looks like a like a ripple, like a puddle, and you can shoot through it. And but the shield only lasts for a fraction of the time that it used to. 
but you could shoot right through it, dude. And when you get one of the big, uh, uh, one of the big boys that come out, the yellow bars, you mm-hmm. throw that out and you can still shoot through it and it'll absorb all the damage from them. And it gives you that kind of buffer. Dude, I can't wait till trials tomorrow or this oh, weekend. I am going to be throwing that on. I am going to be throwing that on corners to peak <laughs> with that. a freaking sniper. Mix oh, that man. with Tommy's matchbook and a warlock, uh, warlock well. Mm-hmm. I don't know the matchbook. I would still take my recluse over that matchbook. Well, the uh, matchbook is really good because if you're standing in the warlock well, you're still burning but it doesn't hurt you. So you're you getting the increased damage. damage with the 100 uh, round mag. Mm. And you get the, the, the warlock with the new sanguine alchemy that every time he kills something, it resets the timer on the rift. Uh-huh. So oh, funny, that story, would be perfect. Like, <laughs> funny story, I did not understand. And remember the trailer we got where it was kind of showing the... Um, Showing all the new exotics and stuff like that, like Tommy's matchbook and yeah. all that stuff. Um, and uh, that was the first time it actually showed it was the Vidoc we got, I think, on, on Tuesday actually, and it showed the rifts. And I was like, did they not the rifts, the um, the barriers, the Titan barriers? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I was like, why do they look different? Because I noticed the ripple effect. And I thought they just changed the animation, but then I was playing um, last night and I saw a Titan put it up. I was like, why is, I was like, I thought they changed the animation and stuff like that. And then I was rewatching that trailer today. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's got the new exotic. Mm. Ah. <laughs> Dude, I was pissing so many people off because I would throw <laughs> the barrier down and there were people like, what the heck? Like, he keeps screwing <laughs> this freaking wall down. <laughs> And then one guy would just like, and it's like, oh. And it became one of those where like everybody, as soon as I would throw it, they would just like huddle behind it like, and just funnel and shoot everything. But once everybody got on the same page, dude, it was such a utilized like exotic. Mm. Like I could, I don't foresee that thing lasting very long. Like I I really don't. It's very situational. It's so, yeah. I mean, it doesn't last very long, but it, Dude, that could be a game changer right there for a lot of situations, yeah. especially so, in comp. So I think I had I had a I had a couple of um, nice highlight moments um, mm-hmm. from playing Tuesday and like first impressions and stuff like that. But um, I think one of them was like doing the bunker buster mission for the very first time and stuff. Oh, that was cool! Uh, because I went in and I started recognizing the area. I was like, wait a minute. I know this. I know this. And then, like, when you get into the final area where, um, again, spoiler warning for anybody that's watching mm-hmm. that hasn't done it, but um, you get into the area with uh, Zavala and Anna or whatever, mm-hmm. and Zavala has the barricade up. I was like, oh, my God, it's the saber strike. It's the area. I recognize it. I recognize <laughs> it. <laughs> is it? Um, it is. If you really look at it, it's redone and everything like that, and it's um, it's a smaller space. So, I mean, it, it has some character to it, but if you really, like, kind of, like, follow the path, it's, it would really, would really reminding me and kind of made me recognize where I was was basically, like, 
when you're going down there, you're in that long two-sided tunnel. And remember in Destiny 1 and in, in the Saber Strike, oh, those shanks. In that same tum- tunnel right mm-hmm. where the shanks come up, come down with the little lightning beams going down one side and then it comes down the other side. I died so many times because I'm a potato. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's why that's <laughs> how I recognize where I was. <laughs> that's how I recognize where I was. I was like, oh, it's the Saber Strike. Um, so yeah, um, that was really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I liked... Um, overall, I'm enjoying the new season. Um, I was very, very worried um, about a lot of things that people are talking about now, like the whole PV, the whole PVP centric thing. But um, it's going to be very interesting to see where the feedback loop is because I, I, before the season and before Bungie started releasing the patch note um, things that they were working on for season of the worthy, you know, a lot of people were talking about like, well, you know, I'd be okay if there's no PVE, if PVP just got a dope season. And now I'm starting to see like, people are like, Oh, well, this season seems too focused on PVP. I'm like, it's only been a couple of days, but I'm like, right. this, is what y'all, yeah. this is what y'all <laughs> wanted though. I was like, but I mean, if they focus more on PVP, the PVE is going to be a little light. Mm. But this is what y'all wanted, and don't get me wrong, I'm for it, because me personally, like, an activity like the Seraph Towers and stuff like that, that's enough for me. Like, there's weapons to go after and stuff like that, and I'm gonna jump into Trials, I'm I'm gonna give it my best shot and stuff like that. I want to try to go go Fallis, I don't know if it'll happen. It's here to stay, though, so... It's something to give work towards. Give it my all this weekend. Oh, I will too. <laughs> I was a big I already, trials I already player, saw man. a post on Reddit of a guy that already hit season pass 100 and is sitting at power level uh, 1,012. See, that's not the change. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what? A sniper shot is still going to drop him. You know, it, I don't care what power level he is, man. My beloved is going to do some nah, damage. You got to run Izanagi's with... Uh, with no, nah, that got nerfed. Strategy. You're going to have to use Whisper again. Whisper is beefy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider the Izanagi's thing a nerf per se. I think no distractions works a lot better with its perk than think Outlaw so? does. Yeah, because I mean, when when we're talking about mm. like the damage output, like Outlaw is useless for like the honed edge stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to do the whole, you know, the full reload and everything for it. Um, I think the only thing they they mainly nerfed was the fact of, of honed edge itself is not affected by reload stats um, or reload perks or something like that. I forget how it reads and stuff like that. So that I've heard the reload kind of goes back to like something a little bit slower. Um, so you're not able to output as much damage with it because of that reload thing. But I mean, for Crucible and stuff like that, like I'm still going to run in that joint with Izanagi's on and Sniper Rifle Scavenger and kind of body shots and body with that. No, my thing was, <laughs> I, I'm a shot. Titan. I'm a Titan and I use my shoulder charge as a movement because I learned that from you know late D1, mm-hmm. first year D2, you had to use it a part of your movement because we didn't have Twilight anymore. Yeah, that was a, that was so a ninja with Noel Staple. I I got really good at doing ninety degree turns and stuff like that with that mm-hmm. shoulder charge, and I tried it Tuesday, and Mm-mm. it's still there. You can still kind of do it. But yeah, they took that away quite a bit. Like, and there's no like auto target. You have to be pretty spot on. Like, I remember Crimson Doubles, man. I'd throw that insurmountable <laughs> skull fort on and I would run in circles and we would go 20 matches before somebody would take us. And it was just two shoulder charging Titans. Mm. And that thing's auto target would just 
for a shoulder charge would be insane. But oh, I'll tell you what, I'll still run a math with shoulder charge. So. <laughs> That's fine. I just, it's going to happen. Yeah. When I see someone running down a hallway and then suddenly I'm T-boned by a school bus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not just T-boned by a school bus. It's a 90 degree yeah. turn. You know, like uh, it's just like run. Oh, dirty. And, it's one of those hate yeah. to see it happen moments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, love love to this... do it. Hate to have it happen to you. Yeah, right. And I'm ready for the hate that I'm going to get from my five mile home slap. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, it seems like uh, Warlock's got a little hey, bit man, of extra love. Hey, man, I'm happy. Uh, I got a one hit throwing knife. I'm good. Dude, I just want to <laughs> see that handheld Supernova get brought down a little bit. That's oh, no, it's good. Fun. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Not it's at all. Fun. No, no. I've I mean, seen I'll, that abuse I mean, so again, much last Hunter, season. I'm, but mm. I'll take a throwing. I'll be unicorned all day. I don't care. You know <laughs> that that handheld supernova gets can be abused so easily, and it did get nerfed uh, a little bit. It's easier to kill warlocks running that that exotic now. But uh, this season, there's only r- one ritual weapon, and there is only one pinnacle weapon. So they took them away because, frankly, they're trials. kind of ruining the game. No, it's mm-hmm. not Trials. It's Iron Banner. Yeah. The pinnacle weapon follows Iron Banner, and yep. they're speculating it's a bow. It is, yeah. yeah, it is. The but point, they, point of the point spear of the or something? Point of the they're looking at Trials as just having just a plethora of pinnacle weapons within it. Dude, if there's a doctrine. I, I want my doctrine back. It's not. It was certainly I don't the, think so. Well, they have a variation of it. It's the summoner. Yeah, right. Like at the beginning of D2 where they're like, Gellhorn's not coming back, but something close to it. And they were talking about the freaking... Uh, the Warcliffe? No, they were talking about that grenade launcher. What the hell is it called? Uh, the one in the secondary slot. Lions. Oh, fighting lion. Fighting lion. Fighting lion. That, it's like that go. is not yeah. a Gellhorn in what shape what? or way mm-hmm. or form. Yeah, walk, go back to uh, uh, somebody asking Deej. A question he's like, Well, there's a sudden iteration of it. It's like, man, it's got a lion on it, that doesn't really count. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see I, dude, a pinnacle weapon tied to Iron Banner that only comes out once a month. <sighs> That's gonna be grindy as all heck. Because it's oh, it will you're be. only gonna have a week at a time to freaking try and earn it. And right. you know there are gonna be people that that is their job and they will grind it out in four days. And get the weapon, and that'll be it. And there'll be YouTube videos everywhere. But it'll take a normal player two months, three months, and that's playing at like fifty daily. or hundred bucks. I mean, to be, or, I yeah. mean, I mean, to be fair, I think honestly, the issue with pinnacles and rituals is just the fact that at this point, there's a lot of them, man, and like, mm. there's people who don't even have like all of last season stuff just because they didn't go for it because they weren't interested and um i I see a lot of people saying like we need more weapons blah 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 blah, and stuff like that but i mean they can't they realistically can't keep adding to the game and stuff like that without taking stuff back out and they added a whole bunch of other stuff to the loot pool um this season outside of that stuff so i mean there's a lot of stuff to go for it i think um i think people just kind of want to be given stuff at this point i think they want incentives to play but but um 
I think that's got to come. I, I I prefer my incentives to play to be in the core gameplay loop. You know, your trials or, you know, the give me reasons to do strikes or and the nightfalls, like that. Mm. you know, the nightfalls, um, the dungeon raids, whatever. Like those are the things that I enjoy doing and stuff. So I much rather have reasons to do those things or do those things more um, than, you know, just every season be like, okay, well, this is going to be my main, you know, aspiration for the season. And after that, it's kind of like blah. You know what oh, I mean? It, let me get that faction gear that just got put back in the loot pool, too. Oh, I did get yeah, some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got some. It's dropping just uh, in the world in general. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, no, that's funny, too. But I did like, uh, I don't know if people picked this up, though, but the Nightfall exclusives that they brought back last year or the year before, uh, hmm. they're a lot easier to get as of last season because. You can just do the ordeal nightfall, the the lowest level one, uh, the adept one or whatever it's called, and you can get the drops from it. Because mm-hmm. I got a, D, a DFA that dropped, and it was like, really? we did an adept, and it was like, no way. They made this grindable again. So mm-hmm. you're not doing just the strike playlist. You got to do the ordeal nightfall, mm-hmm. but you can get the exclusives from it still. And it's like, apparently, I'm digging uh, that they idea. had it's good to know. They decreased the difficulty for Whisper. And, oh, yeah. Um, oh, what's the other one? Uh, Outbreak. Outbreak perfected. So they had Trevor's decreased still, the, the difficulty. Oh, yeah. Trevor's a bastard. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like I think um what is it? Um I know Master's like ten thirty now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm nowhere close to that. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 next season. Yeah. <laughs> that's next season. But all right, uh we could literally sit here and talk about destiny all night long but uh <laughs> keep focused uh in the next couple of weeks we're gonna get uh some other locations some other uh lore and news and i can't wait to see how the story develops this season mm-hmm. i i i swear yeah, we're gonna get an alderan sighting we're gonna get yeah, it's an gonna be there somewhere yeah there's gonna be something the i didn't see that cutscene in the game yet of the the warlock looking up at the Almighty coming down yet, and it's like okay, there's that's a actually the, that's actually a new warlock exotic helm. Yes, it is. Actually. It's Fel Fel Winter's helm, mm-hmm. but it kind of fits yeah. his whole motif at this point. You know what I mean? Isn't Aldrin a hunter? I, he's pointing at me. He's like, yeah, you, you got something, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a hunter. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh yeah, I mean, that's right. Don't he is. Get me wrong. I don't. I don't want him. I don't want him to be because you know he shot my man. But like, I mean, every I I couldn't really imagine Uldren really being anything else. Just be honest. Like, he definitely couldn't be a Titan because he's too scrawny. And like, just war. Like, Uldren doesn't really strike me as a warlock type class. Yep, we lost him a little bit there. Mm. I mean, his entire was killed. Was I felt like that was deliberate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, we lost you a little bit. Did we lose? Oh, he's back. (sighs) Hey, Uh, my bad. You're good. Um, No, you're right. Uh, I I think I might. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Uh, 
we uh okay. lost you just for a little bit, but it, it's fine. My bad. We're, uh, well, I, no, I, I, so. I think it, I think that just struck a chord with me just because the little bit of lore we got about Aldrin last season made you mm-hmm. kind of feel for him a little bit, but he's kind of like in the outskirts. He's avoiding everybody <laughs> and he's just picking up whatever he can pretty much. And just to cover his face. And it's like, it's that dark gritty beat up mm-hmm. looking type of armor where you look like he would, it looks like something that you just pick up from, you know, the ground somewhere that another, you know, guardian just threw down and upgraded yeah. right there. And he just threw it on to cover his face. It's like that, that's got that feel to it. But Keep your eyes peeled. Destiny 2, Season of the Worthy. Trials comes back this weekend. Uh, we'll let you know next episode how it goes. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'll be playing tomorrow night. <laughs> first person on the team to uh, make it to the trials has to carry everybody else. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, actually... Xbox, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Still counts. Come on over to PC, man. <laughs> uh, I think that's actually going to wrap us up for tonight. Um yeah uh how about uh just uh real quick for uh community news before we do a wrap up i'm actually going to flip this real quick uh it'd be funny to do a wrap up and then community news Um, (laughs) just real quick for community news there is a stream uh charity stream for uh guardians mh this weekend being hosted by the medusa clan uh march 13th through the 15th go check them out you can find them on twitter uh follow us on if you follow us on twitter we are going to be reposting and supporting as much as possible uh it's very exciting for us and uh we want to be as supportive as possible and it's truly fantastic and they got some great incentives and and uh, prizes and stuff going on. And some of them are trials carries. So yeah, I'm absolutely might be floored in. by them. Like I out know where I know nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So, so, thank we're, you. we're the one thank doing you. the charity streams. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so, odd to have someone do one for us. Right. Awesome. I mean, we're, like, we're, you even reached That's out awesome. and said, is there anything we can do? They went, no, nope, we're good. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, oh. we're available if you need us on the sideline. You know, right. If you want, I will literally send you Dr. Goku. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we will put him on a plane. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we can't afford that. Um, Use a clan from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Thank yes. You yeah, thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. Thank everybody you. there. Yep. There's some great streamers and, uh, you know, uh, content creators doing that this weekend. So check them out. Keep your eyes peeled and, uh, Give them, uh, give them some support. You know, really appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, this weekend on the 14th, uh, we will have a booth at uh, Boscov's Department Stores in Binghamton, Johnson City, New York, uh, for their wellness fair. So we're going to be hosting a booth there. Uh, we're going to be representing the gaming community, and we're going to be bringing some mental health resources and stuff for the attendees coming to the wellness fair. And we're going to be sharing the space with, uh, you know, the Mental Health Association of the Southern Tier and uh, various other organizations. And uh, our nonprofit is going to be the main one that is focusing, uh, uh, representing the gaming community. So uh, it's very exciting. Uh, And uh, we'll be there this weekend. Uh, We'll take some pictures and stuff. And that's going to be from 11 to 2 on Saturday. And also a shout out uh, on the cast tonight. Our friend uh, Roderick Weiss had his second baby boy on Monday. Congratulations. 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 Yep. I'm not going to lie. I sent a bunch of stuff to him. 
uh just it was just he's like we don't need anything we we got something i'm like i don't care i'm, I'm sending you stuff right now <laughs> so I, he's got some cool stuff like if dude if he posts something about that book man i'm just gonna turn i'm gonna blush i'll tell you guys the title of it but it's like one of those like it's a funny funny book uh no uh <laughs> congratulations buddy we we love you you know and uh we love the fam and uh yeah baby number two baby there it is okay. yeah all right uh yeah, that's going to wrap us up tonight. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. But before we go, Havoc, where can people find you and find more of your content? Um, so I'm on – so the easiest ways to find me, um, I'm mostly on Twitter. Um, so it's twitter.com backslash Los Angel 2K5. And that's pretty much the, the link for everything. Facebook, um, it's Los Angel 2K5. Instagram, same thing. Um, and YouTube also the same thing. I actually recently, um, just created a YouTube playlist with all my skits. So that way, every time I upload one to YouTube, there'll be a full, um, playlist just because, um, I started uploading my skits later to Twitter. So I think the first couple I did weren't even like within the time frame cause I wasn't even editing with it, with that time frame and, um, in mind, but, um, yeah, so those are the easiest ways to find me. I also have a website. Um, it's iculators.com, which, uh, later spelled L-A-Y-T-E-R-S. Um, and that's where you can find all my music, all my um, music videos, um, stuff I, I had done before um, I started making Destiny content. Um, and then, of course, I'm going to plug the group's website, um, which is HavocMusic.com, um, spelled H-A-V-I-K. Um, we are working on um, uh, our fourth group album called Infinity. Um, so we're, we're planning on um, getting that done and releasing it later this year. But um I can tell you that it's um, it's amazing, <laughs> and then um, I've got um, I've got another Destiny EP in the works as well as um, as well as a, a LP. I've been kind of just I won't say I've been sitting on it, but it's just something that I'm kind of in the process of going back, and I'm finally in the the right headspace to kind of get it done and get it out there to y'all. So I'm planning on nice. releasing a single for that. So lots of good things coming down the pipeline, and um now that I'm actually in better health, I can actually get back to my content schedule as far as, uh, as far as, um, you know, skits and everything. And, um, I guess last but not least, um, I do stream pretty regularly now Tuesdays and Thursdays starting at um, 9 30 PM Eastern time, um, on Twitch, which is, uh, twitch.tv backslash lost angel of havoc. So, yeah. Fantastic, man! Awesome. We can't wait for everything coming. There's so you got oh, yeah. so much content coming, and yeah. it's just all I so exciting. <laughs> uh, we yeah. can't wait to support it. I can't wait to check it out personally myself. And dude, yeah, thank you so much for coming on with us. And Again, you're always welcome anytime. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. I, I really well, appreciate it. It's been nice. Yeah, anything, anytime. We're always there for you, man. And uh, we would love to have you come back on too. Sure. Oh, sure. And, dude, I can't wait to do your next skit, man. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I've, gonna... I actually have a catalog of ideas. That's um, that's where I'm at right now. I have a catalog of ideas. Um, so Before I go to bed, I'm, I'm going to watch one. And I there's did, one in particular post- that I watch over and it's, <laughs> it, it gets I, me every time. I did post a, like a little, um, a little short one, like a, it's like a 37 second clip of something I was working on um, before I, uh, before I, I, I jumped into the meeting with you guys, um, um, I had wrote it, but it was funny because Green's post about like, you know, which characters are you attracted to? 
Um, I, <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I had this song kind of written. So I was like, all right, well, I might as well just go ahead and record this. And then I was like, oh, well, I might as well just make a, like a little skit out of it. Exactly. So now yeah. that's uh, uploaded that tonight shortly before we got on. But um, I'll DM you the link um, and everything. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. Awesome. And Matt, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, you know, welcome to the team again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been so great having you on. And uh, it was amazing having you uh, jump in and, you know, help tackle the uh, mental health topic with Dr. Mm-hmm. Goku. And, you know, you're welcome anytime as well. You know, awesome. Thank you, you guys for the time. invite. No yeah. We're always here for you, man. Awesome. Um, thank you. Yep. And, uh, we're Guardians MH. Uh, you can find us, um, more of us and our content if you follow our Twitter. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitch, which you are right now, but it's uh, mm-hmm. twitch.tv backslash Guardians MH. You can also send us an email at support at guardiansmh.org if you have any questions or comments or need a, a little bit of uh, guidance or uh, assistance with uh, finding some uh, mental health resources or whatnot, we can definitely help you out. You'll get me or you'll get our clinical director, Dr. Goku here. Uh, You can also check us out on our podcast, uh, the Guardians MH podcast on iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Also, we have a Patreon. Uh, It's got some fantastic tiers. It's not asking a lot. It's a buck, two bucks, you know, that anything helps. And uh, there's some great perks on there and this and that. And we're going to start developing that a little bit more too. So check that out on patreon.com. And that's going to be a wrap for us. All right. Well, everybody have a great night. We'll you catch too. you next time. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everyone. Uh, thanks again, guys. See you later.